This program is brought to you by Bible Way Media, under the oversight of the elders of the Chipman Road Congregation in Lee Summit, Missouri. Ladies, have you ever heard anyone say, you're dead wrong? I recently heard this expression used and it sort of surprised me. It's not a real common idiom that we hear today. It originated in the 1600s and became more popular by the use around 1800. But I can remember my parents using it back in the 1960s. In this millennium, however, it seems to have died out. No pun intended there. Really, it's just an emphatic way of saying there's no way that something is correct. It's completely and utterly incorrect. And I can imagine in my mind that the one making this statement is very animated. And possibly the body language would be rather tense, maybe even on the verge of anger. I immediately thought of the many biblical passages describing the behavior of characters that we've all studied about through the years. One in particular who was so stubborn and prideful toward Moses and God, and that was Pharaoh. We can read the account of the ten plagues that fell out upon Egypt due to this man's non-belief in the book of Exodus. Interestingly, Pharaoh's failure to obey God by listening to God's orders to let his people go from their bondage ultimately resulted in physical death. Not just to his firstborn son, but to all of the firstborn sons of the Egyptians. Pharaoh was literally dead wrong, and it created death. Our foolish pride can rise so high that we completely forget that our God is the one who is in control, and he sets the standards for us. He also gives us a book that details the results of being dead wrong. It's within our power and choice to read that word of the Lord, take it to heart, apply it to our lives, and live it out in our daily lives. That is our saving grace, and that will keep our souls from spiritual death. Disobedience brings about death. When and if we choose to do wrong, to violate the will of the Lord, we are dead wrong, even if we may think that we're all right. Eli and his sons, Hophni and Phinehas, are a perfect example of our God keeping his word. We read the following in 1 Samuel 2, 27-35. And there came a man of God unto Eli, and said unto him, Thus saith the Lord, Did I plainly appear unto the house of thy father, when they were in Egypt in Pharaoh's house? And did I choose him out of all the tribes of Israel to be my priest, to offer upon mine altar, to burn incense, to wear an ephod before me? And did I give unto the house of thy father all the offerings made by fire of the children of Israel? Wherefore kick ye at my sacrifice and at mine offering, which I have commanded in my habitation, and honorest thy sons above me, to make yourself fat with the chiefest of all the offerings of Israel, my people? Wherefore the Lord God of Israel saith, I said indeed that thy house and the house of thy father should walk before me forever. But now the Lord saith, Be it far from me, for them that honor me I will honor, and they that despise me shall be lightly esteemed. Behold, the days come that I will cut off thine arm and the arm of thy father's house, and that there shall not be an old man in thine house. And thou shalt see an enemy in my habitation, 
in all the wealth which God shall give Israel. And there shall not be an old man in thine house forever. And the man of thine, whom I shall not cut off from mine altar, shall be to consume thine eyes, and to grieve thine heart, and all the increase of thine house shall die in the flower of their age. And this shall be a sign unto thee, that shall come upon thy two sons, on Hophni and Phinehas. In one day they shall die, both of them. And I will raise me up a faithful priest, that shall do according to that which is in mine heart and in my mind. And I will build him a sure house, and he shall walk before mine anointed forever. This must have been a very terrifying message to Eli, and we can see the results of it in 1 Samuel 4. After the Philistines overpowered the Israelites in battle, stealing the Ark of the Covenant, a messenger came to report to Eli. We read these verses in 1 Samuel 4, 17-18. And the messenger answered and said, Israel is fled before the Philistines, and there hath been also a great slaughter among the people, and thy two sons also, Hophni and Phinehas, are dead, and the ark of the covenant of God is taken. And it came to pass, when he made mention of the ark of the covenant, that he, that is Eli, fell from off the seat backward by the side of the gate, and his neck broke, and he died, for he was an old man and heavy, and he had judged Israel forty years. God told him this would happen, and it happened in God's time. It was not immediate from the time God told him. Did Eli forget what God said would happen to him? I don't know. We'll never know that. Did he think God would forget? I rather doubt it, but you know, Sometimes we forget that when God says something, it will come to pass, but it will be in God's time. He knows best, not us. We just need to make sure that we are not dead wrong. Ananias and Sapphira found out the hard way, immediately, Acts 5, 1-10. In Acts 12, after an angel released Peter from prison, Herod sought for him, but when he couldn't be found, Herod ordered the keepers of the prison to be put to death. Herod set aside a day, put on his royal apparel, and sat upon his throne to give an oration. And the people gave a shout, saying, It is the voice of a god, and not of a man. And immediately the angel of the Lord smote him, because he gave not God the glory. And he was eaten of worms, and gave up the ghost. Acts 12, 22-23 I just have to say, I'm sure that that was a gruesome sight to behold. But verse 24 shows us the results of belief. It says in Acts 12:24, But the word of God grew and multiplied. Sadly, it often takes something very drastic to convict the hearts of those who choose not to believe. But we have a book, an inspired book, that God has given us to show us that we don't need to suffer death. We don't need to be dead wrong. The only dying we need to do is that which is written within those holy pages. We must die to self to live for God. When we do that, we will be dead right. I would recommend a few passages to each of you ladies to give you the faith and confidence in the Word of God being your soul's salvation. Romans chapter 6 is a beautiful place to read. 
and Colossians 3, 1-19. It's most encouraging to the Christian. We can be dead right, ladies. We have no excuse to be dead wrong. I will leave you with a very precious scripture that we should take to heart, and it's found in Revelation 14:13. And I heard a voice from heaven saying unto me, Write, Blessed are the dead which die in the Lord from henceforth. Yea, saith the Spirit, that they may rest from their labors, and their works do follow them. I thank you for listening. We thank you for listening today. We hope you enjoyed this program. You can find out more about Bible Media by visiting our website, BibleWayMedia.org. You can find all of our podcasts and all major podcast platforms. As always, we thank you for listening.